You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. to be steadfast in you. Shine the way He wants you to shine. Go and shine the light where He wants you to go. Are you walking in the light or are you walking in darkness? Are you on a collision course like the ship in the fog in the dark because you're walking in darkness? Maybe you see the light from the distance, but you're blinded by the darkness and the fog and you cannot make out what the light is. Walk towards the light because Christ is calling you out of darkness into His marvelous light. He's calling us today. Today, Pastor Dave will challenge you with these questions. Are you walking in darkness or in the light of Christ? Are you walking in the world or in the Word of God? Jesus is calling you out of the darkness into the light. Will you allow Him to shine in you? And then will you share that same light with the world? Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 8 as he continues his message, A Shining Light in the Midst of Darkness. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, speaking of Jesus, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all our sin. What a beautiful passage that is. Why? Light and dark are mutually exclusive. You either walk in light or you walk in darkness. Enter a dark room and you stumble around, tripping over things, stubbing your toe, hopping around on one foot, holding your foot as you stubbed your toe tripping over something else and falling down. But when you turn on the light, the darkness flees, doesn't it? And you can see clearly. Light and darkness are exclusive. You either walk in the light or you walk in darkness. You cannot walk in both. You cannot walk in both. You cannot have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. If you say you have fellowship with God and you walk in darkness, John is saying, you're lying. Ouch. But if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Those of you who study the Greek language know that it's in the present perfect tense and it should be translated continually cleanses us from all sin. Want to be continually cleansed from all sin? You want to be continually cleansed? Walk in the light as Christ is in the light. Have fellowship one to another. And his blood continually cleanses us as we believe, as we trust. His blood continually cleanses me and I am set free. On a practical level, this possession of Jesus as the light of our life should be reflected in our daily walk. We are now bearers of light. We are bearers of the light, and we are bearing that to a dark and terrible world. What we need to do, according to Romans 13, 12, is renew our faith day by day by taking upon ourselves the armor of light, all the while casting off the works of darkness. Cast off the work. See, that's an action, guys. That's an action. Putting on the armor of light, 
Casting off the works of darkness. There's an action there. It's not just mouthing. There's an action there. I'm going to put on the armor of light. I'm going to put on Christ. I'm going to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. And as I'm doing that, I'm going to give darkness the hand. No, I'm in the light of Christ. I'm in the light of Christ. Our source of light is only and solely found in Jesus Christ himself. Any light that we have is a pale reflection of his. The closer we walk to him, the brighter we shine. Get further away, gets a little bit dim, doesn't it? Sometimes the further away it gets, not only gets dim, it gets a little dingy too. You know, the planets revolve around the sun, S-U-N, and they give off the sun's light, don't they? Well, our world revolves around the S-O-N, and we are to give off His light, shine His light. Why? I can tell you quite simply, there's a war going on. There is a war going on in the universe, and the war is between light and darkness. Good and evil. Light representing good, darkness representing evil. There is a war going on. Just go back to Genesis 1, 1 through 4. Genesis 1, 1 through 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Interesting. God, first thing he wants to do is to bring order to the chaos. Separates the darkness and light. Bring order to the chaos. His first words in the Bible, let there be light. First words in the Bible, let there be light. This is also how God works in our lives. God wants to separate the light and the darkness in your life. He wants to separate. He wants you to walk in the light. He wants you to avoid and cast away the darkness. He wants you to walk freely and comfortably in the light. Paul, the apostle, speaks of this in his epistle, his second epistle to the Corinthian church, specifically in chapter 4, in verses 3 through 6. Let me read these. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light and the knowledge and the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What's Paul saying? Basically saying that the Lord God who created light in the physical world can fill your heart now with spiritual light. Even if you're blinded by the God of this age. And I love what one commentator said, quote, Satan's work of blinding is great, but God's work of bringing light is greater, unquote. God is the light and scripture says there is no darkness in him. Look at the world in which we live. First of all, we have to be politically correct because we don't want to offend anyone. 
There are millions upon millions of people today living in darkness. The darkness of drugs, the darkness of alcohol, the darkness of violence, the darkness of gambling, the darkness of lying, the darkness of stealing, the darkness of sexual immorality. There's so many people living in darkness. Why? Because in John 3, 19 through 21, it says men prefer darkness rather than light. Because if I go into the light, it exposes my sin. I want to stay away from the light. I prefer it in the darkness so I can hide my sin. We see this in our everyday walk. People are living contrary to God's word. They're far from God's word. They see no problem with abortion. They see no problem with being prejudiced towards one another. They, they see no problem with sexual immorality. They see no problem with hatred. They see no problem with killing. They see no problem with all those sorts of these things. I mean, right has become wrong, and wrong has become right. There's, there's a strangeness going on. We need to quit looking at religion and the traditions of man to give us some resemblance of meaning and understanding. We need to search for the truth. But we're searching for it in all the wrong places. It's like that Mickey Gilly song, looking for love in all the wrong, never mind. Anyhow, we're looking in the wrong places. We're searching for it in the wrong places. We're searching for it. We search for truth in a world that is full of nothing but lies and deceit. How are you going to find the truth in a world like that? It's like going into the room in pitch black trying to find something. I have trouble finding it in the light, let alone in the pitch black room. People are searching for the light in the land of darkness, and all they're finding is death and destruction. We cannot find the light. We try to manufacture it, and then it becomes a false light, a negative light. Draws people into darkness rather than light. Jesus is declaring to these people who are gathered here today, just like he's Declaring to you, I'm here right now, and I have always been here. I am the light. Look unto me. Come unto me. Follow me. Notice he says, follow him. And I found some interesting things about this. You cannot follow someone unless you're willing to submit to them. Can't follow someone if you're not willing to submit to them. If you don't see someone as a leader or as an authority person, you can't be following them. And you also must believe the one that you're following knows the way and the way that you want to go. Jesus said, if you follow him, you will never walk in darkness. What a wonderful, glorious promise. Follow Christ and not walk in darkness. See, the ones who choose to follow and continue to follow Jesus will always have a light to direct their paths. There will always be a light to direct their path. But the nature of man is to love the darkness, and the flesh has this major desire to return to that place of darkness. There's a battle going on. We must walk in the light as Christ is in the light. We must walk in the Spirit, and then, and only then, will we be victorious. Because Christ has completed it on the cross. The cross makes us victorious. But we must see ourselves attached to Christ. Jesus warned over and over again about walking in the light and avoiding the dangers of darkness. When you walk in the light, you will have the light of life. And by the Spirit of Jesus, we're indwelt. 
And that's the source of life, and it becomes available to us throughout our lives. You don't have to go into some prayer class and go, okay, Lord, I want to turn the light on. No, the light is always on. The light is always on, and Jesus is always home. We no longer have to walk as people in the darkness. Paul's instruction to the church of Ephesus reads this in chapter 5, 8 through 11. Paul says to the Ephesian church, but you were once darkness, but now you are the light. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Satan's kingdom is a kingdom of darkness. We're told in Ephesians 6, verse 12, Paul says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. The battle that rages. Isaiah, when he was given his context, when we study it at Christmas time, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Well, in verse 2 of that chapter, Isaiah says, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. He was talking about the coming of the Messiah. He was talking about the coming of the Messiah. Then Matthew takes it one step further. Matthew uses that exact same verse and says, it's Jesus Christ. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has sprung up. And that light is Jesus Christ. Paul, on his way to Damascus, saw a great light. The people around him saw the light also, but they didn't hear anything. Paul saw the light. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. But listen to why Paul saw the light. As the light spoke to him in Christ, as he saw the risen Lord, as Christ spoke to him in Acts 26, verse 18, I'm going to send you to open the eyes of the Gentiles and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. This is Christ talking to him. Paul is a great student. And I don't know if he ever forgot anything he ever learned because he is so incredible. He turns around and writes this to the church of Colossae in Colossians 1.13. He's speaking about the Lord God who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Paul goes on talking to the Thessalonian church. Those of you who are in freedom through Christ, this should be extremely familiar with you. In chapter 5, 4 of 1 Thessalonians, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. He's talking about the second coming of Christ. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, you are children of the light, the children of the day. We're not in the nighttime. We're not in darkness. He's reminding them that you are children of the light. You've accepted Christ. You're either being ruled by the power of darkness or you're being ruled by the power of light, which is Jesus Christ. You're in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. You cannot have it both ways. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Why? For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion does light have with darkness? Jesus looks at his disciples after he said, I am the light of the world. We're going to study this. He's going to look at his disciples and going to say, You are the light of the world. 
I've placed the light now in you. I've placed that light in you. And you know the beautiful scripture of Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine that men might see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. As I see the shining light of your love, they glorify God who's in heaven. They glorify God. Proverbs 4.18 says, but the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more and more unto the perfect day. Paul writing to the Philippians says in 2.15, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Shining our light. Now, he says, walk as children of the light. No longer walk in darkness. Don't walk like children of disobedience who we once were, he said in Ephesians 5, 6. Allow Christ to be steadfast in you. Shine the way he wants you to shine. Go and shine the light where he wants you to go. Are you walking in the light or are you walking in darkness? Are you on a collision course like the ship in the fog in the dark because you're walking in darkness? Maybe you see the light from the distance, but you're blinded by the darkness and the fog and you cannot make out what the light is. Walk towards the light because Christ is calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's calling us today. The light is shining in the midst of the darkness, people. It's shining today ever so brightly. Follow the light of Christ into the Father's hands, into the Father's love. God is calling you today to come out of darkness. He's calling you to come to hear his voice and come to him. Let me leave you with this. We, the church of Jesus Christ, are to be a shining light to the outside world. We're not to keep this to ourselves. We're not to hide the light under the bed. We're not to take the light and extinguish it and say, oh, it's just for us. This is just going to be our little group. Yeah, we'll just keep it. No. No. We're to shine a light into a dark world. The world is extremely dark. It is a desolate place. And although you're in the world, you're not of the world. You have nothing to do with the world. You shouldn't have it because the world is darkness. We need to show forth excellencies of God. Show forth God's love. Show forth God's grace. Show forth God's mercy. Show forth God's forgiveness. We are to be the light in the midst of the Gentiles. A light in the midst of a dark place. A light shining in the midst of darkness. That's our call. That's what we're called to do. Just by your presence, you bring light of Jesus Christ into a room. You can walk into a room filled with unbelievers and the light of Jesus Christ comes right with you. And I guarantee you, as you're standing there in that light, everybody's going to kind of just back away. The light scares the snot out of them. By showing Jesus' light, we're declaring God's love to a lost generation. We're declaring God's love to those who are perishing. People are perishing before our eyes. And they are perishing in darkness. Perishing in darkness. And it's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching to think that any one of you, any one of your children, any one of your parents, any one of the people you work with, any one of the people that you know, your neighbors and such, would meet that fate. You've heard of the fate worse than death? That's it. Dying in darkness. I'm sorry, that's a fate worse than death. Eternal separation from God. You think it's dark now? You haven't seen dark. Until you are eternally separated from God, we're to show forth the excellencies of God. We're to declare the love of God by our light shining into their hearts.
They won't know why you love them. They won't understand why you love them. But they'll be drawn to that light because the light is Jesus Christ. They'll be drawn to that light just like you and I were drawn to that light. And when we get to that light, we'll find our Savior with his arms wide open, ready to embrace you and envelop you and draw you close to him. Waiting to kiss you. We're to show the transforming power of God. For we all were once children of darkness. We were children of disobedience. We walked in the dark at one time. We walked in the dark. And my prayer is that nobody is there walking in darkness right now. That's my prayer. I pray you're not walking in darkness. But if you are walking in darkness, you can get out of the darkness right now by coming to Jesus Christ, coming to the light. You can come right now to the light of Jesus Christ, come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. You can do that. God is calling you. Are you stuck in darkness? Maybe you once were in the light, but it got distinguished somehow. Maybe you once were walking and you were shining the light of God's love and every place you went, people noticed you and said, wow, there's something different about you. There's a glow about you. And you got to say, it's because Jesus, but you tripped, you stumbled, you fell a little bit. And now all of a sudden darkness has surrounded you. Come out of the darkness. Come out of the darkness because there's a light shining in the midst of the darkness right now. And his name is Jesus Christ. You need not any longer need to be controlled by the darkness. The darkness has no control over you. It has no control over you. We need not live. There is deliverance and there is help from God. And there I say it, there is freedom through Christ and only through Jesus Christ. We need to come to him, acknowledge our sin, accept him as Lord and Savior and declare his worth and be born again. Yeah, I said it, born again, because that's what it says in Scripture. You must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit. All who come to Jesus Christ, the Scripture we read today, will not walk in darkness, but they will have the light of life. The light of life. Light of life. There is a light shining in the midst of the darkness, folks. Shining there today. Almost like a tractor beam shining into your hearts and it's drawing you. It's drawing you closer to him. You need to say, yes, Lord, and allow him to draw you ever closer. That he might just overflow you with his love overflow you with his peace, with his joy, with his comfort, all the fruits of the Spirit. Christ is wanting to do such a work in your life today, but the first thing you need to do is come to the light. You need to come and accept him. You need to come and acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need you, Lord. I can't do it any longer. I'm in darkness. I need to get out of this darkness. Christ is reaching down today to you. He's reaching down today to you and he's saying, will you take my hand and let me pull you out of the darkness into my marvelous light. If you need to come into the light today, there's no better time like the present. You are the Gospel of John was written from a perspective that provides an eyewitness account of what happened during the life of Jesus here on earth. Different than the other three Gospels, John's book describes Jesus in ways that confirm him as the Son of God. There are things done and said that can only point to Jesus being far more powerful than what a human could do. In the Old Testament, God referred to himself as I Am. 
In this book, John recounts how Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the resurrection and the life. These were bold statements, but Jesus proved throughout his ministry that they were indeed true. He lived a life that compelled people to follow at that time, to seek him out, and to commit their lives. And we can also follow him today. If you missed any part of today's teaching, or you'd like to listen to additional messages from Pastor Dave, visit AssureHopeRadio.com. Perhaps you were listening, you realized that you have some questions about faith, and maybe even about salvation. We'd be happy to talk with you and provide some resources to answer your questions. Give us a call at 609-884-5821. Again, that's 609-884-5821. You can also click on the Jesus tab at AssureHopeRadio.com. This will provide you with a succinct picture of who Jesus is and how he can change your life. Thank you again for taking the time to learn about God's word today. We hope you'll join us again next time on A Sure Hope.